Hey there, welcome to some bonus content. Bonus comes from the Latin for good, and this is indeed a very good introduction to the Enneagram. Margot starts us off by telling us a little bit about the institution or school where she studied the system. Fish boss and happy learning. So the narrative Enneagram is the school through which I was trained. I became a certified teacher in 2014 through them, and I've stayed involved in the organization through a learning community and became the president of the board of the Narrative Enneagram just this last December. That organization is so on my heart. One of the missions is to democratize the Enneagram so it is accessible to everyone. It's the first time that I experienced learning the Enneagram through the panel method. People who identify with a certain type all get up on a panel and talk about their experience from that viewpoint in the world. And it is a way to learn the Enneagram by watching it live in action. The Enneagram um, is really an ancient tool, ancient uh, system. It has roots in um, mysticism, religion, Middle East and uh, Eastern European culture, um, South American culture. And so it has these influences from all over the world. It came to the United States in the about the 1960s and really started being used in psychology in the 1970s as a way for people to understand themselves more deeply. Um, one of the first ways it was used in the United States was by a group of Jesuit monks who wanted to understand how to live better in community, understand themselves and each other. And one of my teachers, Russ Hudson, is often um, reminding us as students of the Enneagram that this was a this was a self-discovery tool or a, a way to um, go deeper into contemplation. So it was often um, and originally taught to people who were already in um, a practice of meditation or contemplation. The way that I'm going to talk about it today is the way that it is meant to be used, which is a, a way to have more self-awareness, self-regulation, and self-observation. A lot of people hear, you know, about a personality type and they're like, no, thanks. You know, I don't, I don't want to be put in a box. Another favorite quote of Russ Hudson's is, it is not something that puts you in a box. This is a tool that shows you the box you're already in. And it gives you the roadmap out to freedom. I love that. I love that quote. Let's talk a little bit about what those boxes are for people, just so people have a, a bit of a landscape. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one way to start is a... Um, of course, we can't we can't see the symbol, but maybe people listening could actually look up the symbol and have it in in front of them. That might be a visual um, help. But there are nine different types that are arranged around a circle. And one of the most important laws about this is the law of one, which is really we all belong. There is there is a wholeness or a oneness, a unity to us. And this circle that the types are arranged around is an emblem of that. And so the, the nine types are arranged in groups of three different triads. Uh, one triad that sits at the top of the Enneagram is the body triad. And 
those are the types eight, eight, nine, and one. And for those three types, the focus of attention is on um, control and autonomy, having a sense of agency. And when something is impinging on those things, all or one of those things, the emotion that tends to come up is something in the family of anger. Then there's three types that are called the heart types. Those are the twos, threes, and fours. For these three types, the focus of attention is on connecting and relating. Um, and also on who am I? Who do I know myself to be? What is my identity? And what is my image in the world? When these three types recognize that there is a disconnect from the true self, then the emotion that shows up is a sense of sadness. And it can often turn into shame. The next three types are the head types or the thinking triad. These are the fives, sixes, and sevens. For these three types, the focus of attention is on safety and security, wanting a sense of certainty and looking outside of themselves for some um, guidance. When that is threatened, the emotion that comes up for these three types tends to be in the family of fear. That's an overview of the, of the triads of the Enneagram. Each type is really distinct. One way to look at each of the types is, you know, how do they look in presence and how do they look when, when we lose presence, right? And so mm -hmm. I'll start with the body triad with the type eight. Uh, you know, type eights are, um, teach the rest of us about aliveness in the world. Type eights are, um, very uh, much about power and having um, a sense of autonomy um, and their focus is on justice and fairness in the world. You know, they're often called the protector and um, they have a lot of energy. And when they lose presence, that energy can become pretty overbearing or overwhelming for other people. Um so when eights come back to themselves, they really discover, you know, how, what their impact is and how to do good in the world without coming on like a steamroller, but rather, you know, with a softer touch and finding their own heart and vulnerability. Type nine is the type that really is focused on harmony and um, having a sense of inner peace and wanting really wanting inclusion and unity. They, nines have a natural gift for that, um, really ensuring that everyone else feels seen and heard. When nines are present, they really recognize that they also are part of that circle of unity. And of course, when they lose presence, they leave themselves out and kind of lose their agendas with others and... Um, so to come back to themselves is to remember that they are important and matter and are a part of that wholeness. Um, type ones, type ones um, really have a gift for seeing the way the world can be a better place, how we all can do better and for the good of all. And they are coming from a place of really wanting the best for everyone. And they're willing to do the hard work to make it so. Um, when ones lose presence, they can get into a, um, 
it must be this way, or I have to make it this way. I have to fix things so that it, they are right. And when ones come back to themselves, they can discover that there is perfection in the imperfections, right? That they're, that everything is not theirs to fix. Moving to the heart types, type two, type twos have an innate ability to give love and to help and see the needs of other people. They just have this capacity for forgiving and when they're in presence, they do that without any agenda. They give from their heart for the sake of loving and giving. And when twos lose presence, there can start to be strings attached. You know, I'm doing this for you. Now, are you going to give to me? Type threes really are about value and working, doing really important and good work from their heart. And um, inspiring the rest of us to work really hard for the good of everything. And type three's focus is often on um, success and achievement and um, getting things done. And when they're in presence, they are doing their sacred work in the world. And when they lose presence with that, they become identified with the image of themselves as um, I am a successful person, therefore I must do this. Um, I must look this way in the world in order to get what I need. So for type threes, it's coming back to presence and recognizing their own inherent value that they don't have to do anything. For type fours, fours really, really teach the rest of us about depth and beauty and they can recognize the, the good and the beauty and the uniqueness in others in a way that like, I don't know any other type that can do this. Fours really want meaning and, and depth in their connections and relationships. And, and so when they're in presence, they can, they can really hold a space in a way that is so lovely. Just be there with you. And no matter what is going on, and when fours lose presence, they start to do a lot of comparing. You know, who am I in comparison to you? Am I better than? Am I worse than? So when they come back to that presence, they recognize that that there is there is beauty in the equanimity of all of us. Then moving to the head types, type five is really about clarity. Type fives are often thought of as the headiest of the head types. They um, are seeking knowledge and um, want to be seen as knowledgeable and competent and um, really have just a, a profound curiosity for the way things work and um, want to understand that and then have a gift to illuminate that for the rest of us. And when fives lose presence with that, that part of themselves, they can become very concerned with um, intrusions or how other people might be intruding on them or demands on them. And they can um, kind of hold themselves back. And so when they come back to themselves, you know, or I should add that they can get sort of just hide in their head, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when fives come back to their presence, um, they, they can know that it's safe among the rest of us and trust 
that they can be with us um, in presence. Type six is um, really about loyalty and dependability and uh, seeking seeking guidance and in presence, knowing that I have that within me. And sixes are often said that it, there's a we mind, there's a we way of thinking. So sixes are very collaborative, also very inclusive, you know, really want everyone's voice to be heard. And when sixes lose their presence, they uh, are going outside of them and seeking an authority or seeking guidance outside of themselves and also not trusting it. So it's like, tell me all the rules, but don't tell me what to do. <laughs> so when sixes come back to themselves, they they can know when they know enough and trust that they're in a good place. Then type seven, type sevens have this innate capacity for joy, seeing opportunities and uh, oftentimes seem to have boundless energy. They're very positive, very innovative, um, fast thinking, creative. And um, when sevens are in presence, they can stay. You know, they can be really here with us and, and know what's meaningful and really be with it. And when sevens lose their presence, they can really start to get scattered to the winds, you know, and want to do a little bit of everything or uh, want to avoid limitations or painful, emotionally painful situations. And, and then when they come back to themselves, they can know that the freedom they're seeking is in the moment. <laughs>